Welcome to the Boy Park Art Podcast with Una McIntyre and Sarah Linus. Boy Park Art is our virtual place named after the vanished public art sculpture park situated beside the Belfast School of Art where we used to meet and chat. We invite you to our new park to share in conversations about art and artists in Northern Ireland and beyond. Hello everyone and welcome to our third Boy Park Art Podcast. Well, you know, what um, what are we talking about this week? So this week we said we'd talk about that feeling that you get, that sort of when you're making work and you think, what's the point? Before you even start, you've stopped yourself from doing anything because you're thinking, what's the point? It's all been done before. That's right. And thinking about how to motivate yourself and sort of aspects of influence and from other people's work and yeah. copying other people's work. What is the point then? What is the point? Well, like that stops me on so many things that I go to do, even doing this podcast. You know, at times I did think, what's the point in even trying it? But, you know, unless you actually start something and do it, you're not going to find out. So you do have to get over that. Well, this is something that I would think about quite a lot. I think it's probably because um, I am an only child and I'm, I'm used to being on my own quite a lot. So you have to be reasonably self-motivated in order to get up and do anything and where it comes to art I've had quite good encouragement from people and where art is concerned one of the things is it's a way of sharing uh, it's a, an aspect of sharing your life and maybe making an, a connection with somebody else even though you, when you start doing whatever it is you're going to do you might not know what effect that is going to have on somebody else or on yourself further down the line absolutely and if it affects one person or if it touches one person then that can only be a good thing so what about if you're thinking going to make some work and you know how do you know it's been successful is it because it's sold or because somebody's looked at it or because you finished it well it, it, that's all relative it depends on what your aim is whenever you're making something you know there's so many different reasons to make art so we're both um, early stage career early career artists yeah you would say and I was chatting with um, Mary uh, who's one of the MFA lecturers uh, talking about getting motivated and how you do things and she said something that really struck me was that if you don't make you know if it's something if you're creative and it's something you're good at or something you're drawn to do if you don't make you're you're ducking out of a responsibility if you have a talent to do something you sort of you have a responsibility to that talent and that's motivation to do it and yeah and get started and because only you can do what you can do yeah it's really hard to keep on track of that though because sometimes when things are going good and I'm working in the studio and I'm practicing and not putting much pressure on myself about outcomes and thinking then I can get caught up thinking oh I'm being selfish doing this or or else thinking you know you have a quick look on Instagram or something and you see somebody else is already doing it and you think oh what's the point am I just right well there's this is one thing that if you are making work to please other people and you're always thinking about what other people are thinking about your work you're going to burn yourself out trying to please other people and you can't always be guaranteed that you're going to please them and that phrase of um, leaving your ego at the door I think is so important Um, through my final year of the BA that's what I said to myself every time I walked into the building especially because the final year the pressure was on and I wasn't too sure what I was doing so I would just think right leave ego at the door and go up and just 
have a play and see what happens. Stop putting pressure on yourself because that happy accident thing, you know, it's... Yeah, it's a great motivator. Happy accident isn't going to happen if you don't sit yourself down and try to to do something. Abs- absolutely, and you know we, we've all got critics in our own head that stops us from doing things, and it's that critic that's telling you maybe what you think you should do and not what you should do. Yeah, like that inner voice is always telling me I should get the house tidy first and do this and make sure I've got the dinner made and there's so many things that that voice says should be done before I can do it but lately just sort of said with the housework that's, you know just let it go and that's you valuing your artwork though yeah I would say if you're putting everything before it you're undervaluing or devaluing the art yeah well there's definitely been a change recently and I can see some very positive changes from it you know for a start I'm happier so if I'm happier Brian says happy wife happy life so he <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't care if the dishes aren't done you know if I'm you know painting or something so he is very supportive that way too so it was only me that given myself a hard time you know when I took a look back at it it wasn't anybody else it was just me setting those conditions that I should do all these other things that everybody wants you to do first uh, well or you think everybody or wants you, you think to do everybody wants you yeah, to do. so it's yeah. all about being responsible to yourself yeah. and not listening to the other people does that not help you though encourage other people oh completely yes because I can see people sometimes where they're going oh I don't have time to do something or I haven't made time to do this or I've been doing this other job you know and I just can't get time to it and I just think oh if only you could just turn things around but it's I know it's not always as easy as that you know people have to make money and they've got contracts they need to keep and I think with the lockdown people discovered that um, the, the world of art and craft oh yeah, all of a sudden became very, very important therapeutic. Now I'm not saying that art and craft should be a, a health service stick and plaster to fix mental health issues, yeah. but it certainly is it's a benefit to people and I talking about the sharing and art being a sharing thing, um, VA day that happened during the lockdown one of the things that I suggested, so I live in a cul-de-sac and there's quite a lot of kids and they had VA day homework type things happening. So I ended up with my bird feeders out in the street (laughs) is where the end of the cul-de-sac and a rope tied up and I had a box sitting out at the end of the drive with triangles cut and the kids from the houses were coming and you know, everything was getting sprayed down and they were lifting bunting triangles out taking yeah. them home and decorating them so we had bunting for VE day now Darth Vader was involved <laughs> <laughs> so, so some of them were you know relating to history but some of them were just some of the youngsters just drawing and colouring in yeah. and, um, and and that was fantastic that that something so simple was bringing us together to the point now where because they know that I have a studio and we do the old art thing um, you would get the odd whatsapp message asking if I had random items like corks do you have any corks <laughs> does anybody have any cocktail sticks yeah, Sorry, not a bag of sugar anymore <laughs> <laughs> have some glue <laughs> yeah the cul-de-sac art supplier <laughs> yeah no, so that's good so you brought some positivity and joy yeah, yeah, it, community. it yeah. was it was good, and it gets people creating. So I love I love the idea that everybody's creative in some way, 
Yes, completely. Everybody. But it's funny, isn't it? Um, like when you talk about photography and my photography background, you can get definitely get so what's the point with that because everyone's a photographer everybody has access to a camera and everything but it should never discourage you from taking pictures because nobody else is going to be in the exact same spot at the exact same time thinking what you're thinking when you make the image you know so you would carry on so I can understand see that from that point but then when it comes to art sometimes I think oh what's the point so many other people are doing well watercolors or you have just reminded me it's one of um, whenever I was I think in first year in the BA, one of the final years had been working on a project and then they discovered some other artist had already done something very similar and she was really discouraged because that's been done before. And um, Brian Connolly, who would have been one of my um, late study advisors, a fantastic performance artist and sculptor, he was saying, well, if somebody else has done it before, does that not lead you to the idea that it's worth doing because somebody else has already thought about it. That's a new way of thinking about that. And you're coming at it from your own viewpoint. So it will be your take on whatever that is and your take is as valid as anybody else's. Yeah. Um, There's some other artists as well. Brian Rutherford, I think it is, um, says that, you know, he would do the same thing over and over and over again and just the same subject, the same techniques. And I think his point of view on getting inspiration or copying, you know, is that you do the same the mistakes that you make then is your voice coming through so then you go with that and so yeah. even if you did try to copy someone eventually it would be your own anyway if you just go with it you know well i um was having a bit of a read and i got a quote from jean-luc goddard who's film director who says it's not where you take things from it's where you take things to so yeah. i thought that was quite good which sort of leads into was it picasso said um Great artists, or no, good artists copy, great artists steal. <laughs> well, I like that quote there. Who is that? That's Jean-Luc Godard. Oh, we'll have to put that in our show notes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, we're talking about then the copying. Yes. Yeah. That's a big thing because that's had me very, very worried. Well, there's copying. Sometimes you don't even realise, though, that you're just being influenced by people. I know when I, I noticed this more whenever... I started doing the masters and we were in like a group studio you could get your own space but even the colors that other people were using and you know colors that I wouldn't even normally use were suddenly showing up in just when I was playing and researching material research I uh, and then whenever I slight change of direction of table and I was looking at a blank wall it sort of cleared the color out of my work yeah. it was really well, you, you'd see that, especially on the um, the painting floor in the college. You can see there's like sweeps of influence. And another thing, whenever I was doing the bit of readings, influence um, creates inspiration, shouldn't create imitation. But you can see sort of tropes happening as, but you can't help but be influenced by the people that you are in the company of. No, you, you would have to just have your eyes closed completely wouldn't you? Uh, and your ears. And, and you, com- you communicate off each other. I'm not saying it changes your work, but it, things can nudge you in a direction you maybe wouldn't have gone in. And I think that's really important because if, if you're stuck in that rut and you've developed a style and you keep doing the same thing over and over again and people expect that of you, you would find it hard to get out of that rut. So yeah. you need to allow yourself that nudging and influence from others to develop yeah and to keep growing and yeah yeah, yeah. 
Well, I guess it would be easy if you got to a stage where you could produce something and people liked it and commercially it sold or something and you could get easily get stuck into just making that and just be known for that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that's the, that's the success yeah. thing. But success is means different things to different people. Yeah. You know, so I would be I would consider it successful if I had work in an exhibition that was themed. Somebody came along and really connected with me. Now obviously it would be lovely if pieces sell, but if somebody gets something and it means something to them or makes them realise or reminds them of something, then I think that's a successful piece of artwork. So I, I measure it on different levels. Yeah, yeah. And do you think that changes on depending on what you're doing? Like, because you do performance as well and, and ceramics? And... Um, yes. Or it maybe depends on how much money there is in the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to be real as well. We're not... Yeah. You know, there is limits to what you can do it's the same with you know trial and research development that you talk about you know and plan you do have limits you know you can't just have all the colors and all the substrates and, and yeah. do everything all day long you do have to do other yeah work too. you have to pull, pull the focus in yes and actually but there are ways of making it work so if anybody's thinking what's the point i don't have time for that or i can't afford to or well, there's always ways of juggling things around so that you can have some creative time I think mm-hmm. I don't can't remember where I heard it, but I did hear somebody talking once about time management. It might have been in some organization course or something, because uh, you know how organized I am. Uh-huh. I saw <laughs> so your saw your notes for today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and now you're gonna make me forget what I was gonna say. Oh yeah. So they were talking about you know if you do have to work and you also want to be creative and stuff. Think about your times of the day that that you are most creative, and try and not be working in those times so like get an evening job instead of a daytime job if daytime is better for you but it, well personally I think I work more creatively in the evening times when but maybe that's still a holding on to things it, or it's a hobby done, yeah and then uh-huh. this so I might try and change that around soon to see if I can get into the studio first thing in the morning see if that makes a difference well just going back to the why of the making yeah and the value in yourself, expressing yourself, and the actual activity of making art is a political a political statement because you are bringing something into existence that validates your existence. You're, you're leaving something behind, and that's why making, yeah. if it's your calling, is an important thing to do. And sometimes I think maybe, you know, not having any children myself or anything, that and I would love to make something at some stage that won't stay about like leave a mark you know because the traditional thing is to have kids and mm-hmm. do that yeah. but we're not very traditional are we <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah it would be nice to to leave something that is yours and, and yeah it's leave there. your mark well leave that's mark, absolutely yeah. yeah but at the same time there's that inner critic going you're not that important way well, well you're um, you're as important as a person next door but it, it's getting everybody to see that yeah to value everybody's input and let everybody express themselves yeah well yeah. that again that for me is a big focus in my practice as well as the making the would be facilitating and there's nothing i like better than running a workshop and bringing people in and then getting their hands dirty we're not making anything for a Tate exhibition, but whenever they've made something, um, usually it's with clay, and then it's bisque fired, and they paint it, and then it's glazed. 
that ownership of having done something yourself there's there's nothing like it that's great to share that with people yeah I think you feeling like that and I like to encourage people and like nurture people you know to feel good about themselves and probably better with other people than I am to myself does that make sense yeah absolutely so. it's much easier to to encourage others yeah. because again you it's that thing where I think we're all trained to feel useful yeah so hopefully the the podcast will become something where we can help people think about different things or value themselves value themselves yeah. and be motivated and express themselves yeah. absolutely and allow themselves to do some work and they are allowed to do a bit of copying as they're learning how to do things and then once they've got the handle on that, crack on and make your own. Yeah. Okay, Zara, so what have you been up to this week? Right, well, I did a bit of furniture moving in the studio. So I'm in a, sort of a almost derelict building. There's not a straight wall to be had. As, character. as my, my dad would say, the walls are like a dog's hind leg. Unfortunately, the floors are in a similar position. So I've managed to move some of the tables around. So I think they're actually level for the first time, which is quite exciting. Uh, so I've been working more on the new tile ranges the decorative tiles and i was chatting to joe watson who has the house in malaya the old school house that actually started everything the old school house and i was chatting with her talking about some of the tile designs and she mentioned um aga stoves and she says you don't get that many things out you know commercially for um aga people apparently there's a, a niche of aga people so I've been working out how to put an aga stove onto a tile and have it not look like lego and wellies you would think wellies would be quite simple to do no no they're not Um, wellies are because they're so simple they're difficult and the other thing that I've been doing is um, I'm going to be doing part of a community project in Belfast shortly so I've been working on scheduling the workshops and what we're going to use for them. So what um, what has kept you out of trouble this week? Uh, so this week, it's been an interesting week. This week, uh, first of all, in the post, I got a lovely book from my cousin, The Whole Way From America, and um, How to Kill a Mockingbird. I haven't read it yet, but um, hopefully get stuck into that soon. And um, the other exciting thing that happened this week was I ended up on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> can you believe that um, she who does not like speaking in public yeah yeah didn't even want to do the podcast and now ended up talking on the radio to frank mitchell of all people too yeah and so, what did, what was frank talking to you about so apparently frank is an old romantic and he was interested in the fact that i have a dating agency which i suppose makes sense but i had never didn't see you, that you, coming you, you whatsoever you wouldn't sort of think about frank and think automatically romantic no and no. dating agency. Sorry, Frank. You wouldn't. No, but you wouldn't. No. No, didn't. I was very surprised. I'm very happy to hear that you had a lot of good things to say about the dating agency too and, you know, telling people to get in touch and everything as well. So it was great plug for my wee business. And so do you remember what you talked about? No idea. No <laughs> idea whatsoever what I talked about. I went, uh, I, I think I'd done really well. I think I did talk. And I remember thinking, 
good job we've had a few podcasts and, and you were breathing I, yeah and I breathed I remembered to breathe that was yeah. good um, obviously I didn't have any notes made but you know, <laughs> you know me <laughs> I, wing, I winged it so the only thing I can remember him saying was that when I write a book he'll read it so I must have made reference to writing a book at some stage I imagine about my experiences my mm, own experiences right. back dating and before I met my husband so um, yeah and I have to write a book. No, I'm well, joking. I've got enough to do. Without well that. done, and congratulations. Yeah, so that was interesting. But it just made me a wee bit more confident about doing the podcast too, and also about thinking about how things always work out for a reason. One, if you put something out there, it seems to not escalate, but you know, lead from one opportunity till the next. Yeah, things touch and grow. Yeah, there's there's an organic feel to yeah. doing things. Definitely. Yeah. And then another thing that I done this week that has sort of made a, a difference was maybe the opposite because normally you're sort of looking for work and trying to keep things going but I actually cancelled a job that I had been booked for and that was to photograph a wedding now weddings aren't something that I would do it's not something but it, because I knew this person I said yes and and the wedding had been supposed to have happened during in June this okay, year yeah. but obviously because of Covid and everything it had got postponed and the new date I was given was for June next year and around the date I'm pretty sure that the end of year show Oh right, yes. Would Aye, that would be that that's gonna be quite a busy time. Week. Yeah. And even the time leading up to that, even if, if that's not mm. the, sh- the actual show date, you know, if there's changes or whatever. I need to the focus. focus will be on the on getting the master yeah. sorted out. And I've spent so much time and energy getting to this stage, I don't wanna be worrying and it's not even so much how I would focus on the wedding the anxiety that doing that gives yeah. me and, well, the t- isn't worth it. The time. The time it would take. You wouldn't be it. given 100% anything. No, and it was mates rates money. It was still good money, but, you know, by the time you come to next year and prints and things and price increases and yeah. stuff, I would probably, it uh, wouldn't be worth it. It's difficult as well to go back to somebody, especially if somebody you know, and, and ask them for more yeah. money again oh, back yeah. to the um value Just in your work and undervalue yeah, and all that the rest probably of it. would be more hard than cancelling <laughs> um no i just i don't think i could could do that but yeah it's strange isn't it because i'm sure if her prices went up when and what she does she wouldn't mind saying and i wouldn't mind her saying you know prices have gone up we need to charge more yeah. i wouldn't pass any remarks uh-huh. Um, no, I was able to phone her, tell her, and as well as that, pass the job on to somebody else who I've seen her. She's taken pictures of weddings and stuff. It's and another, photographer. another photographer. Somebody you were on the, on the BA with, Shannon. Right. Yeah. And um, fantastic work. She's got everything pulled together, lovely graphics, and you know, her price list and everything's so organised. And she's definitely the right girl for the oh, job. Oh, happy you know? days. So that all works out well for I'm everybody. I'm delighted for the client because she'll get a good photographer, she'll have good wedding pictures. I'm delighted for myself because the relief I felt whenever, I, even before I got off the phone from her, I was just so relieved. Like, I've been worrying about this already for over a year up until June. Not to mention the, you know, coming into the final year of the Masters yeah. and worrying about it more. And it's just that saying yes to things that aren't... That aren't right for you. Yeah, they aren't right yeah. for you. But people assume because you're creative or you do something, they just make assumptions. Yes. Yeah, so I was round visiting my mother-in-law a couple of days ago and um, one of the questions asked me was, are, are you still painting those paintings? So she got a painting from my Cirque final show, which was back in what, 2014? Okay. So I was trying to explain to her that no, the work I'm doing now is very different. Yeah. 
but people just you know assume that if you're uh, an artist or or whatever that once they've seen a thing that's what you do yeah and you should be grateful for getting work out of it definitely <laughs> now, did i ever tell you about the portrait that someone asked me to do uh, so i had been doodling cartoons for my nieces and I just sitting out the back one day and did nothing serious whatsoever but this person had seen the, this is all that she had seen of anything that I've ever done was that and I was a bit embarrassed about it but you know she's come up with this idea that I should do a portrait of her and her boyfriend from a doodle from having seen this doodle so with the kids I, yeah so <laughs> I was a bit sort of like but I gave it a go I, I did give it a, a few times you know but <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, and I did. Did did you make, have a final masterpiece? Yeah, I'll have to show it to you someday. I I showed it to Brian. I made sure I videoed his reaction, but he won't let me share it with anybody. I'm pretty sure it would go viral because bit, bit rude. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious. They look like aliens. But you know, I have done drawn before <laughs> of people that that have turned out okay. But just for some reason, I don't know whether it was I couldn't get a good reference picture you know, that I liked or could connect with or that I wanted to draw. I was just baffled about why they even asked me to draw it. Oh, that's back to that thing that we were talking about earlier where you should work on what you enjoy working on because yes. you feel, if, you, if you're forced into working something that you feel that you should be doing, it just doesn't come no. as naturally and you end up drawing alien bodies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the body's mind have been too bad, it was the head. <laughs> terrible I might I'll, I'll definitely not throw it out but I think if you do what you want to do and then try and work out how to live from that here that wouldn't life be brilliant yeah wouldn't formula yeah yeah so I think I've definitely learned a lot lately about saying no to things that aren't on in my path you know happy days yeah so it's been a good week yeah yep So Zara, just before you run off again on me this week, we're going to let people know what we're going to talk about next week. So the idea we had was... Um, the, the fact that as an artist you would wear different hats. It's quite, it comes upon you quite unexpectedly. Yeah. Um, so not only are you doing the art, you're also doing your admin, your oh, finances, yes, belonging to the art, yeah, to the art and... Your marketing. Oh, don't talk yeah. to me in branding. We're both students. Yeah. So, so there's yeah. you you have to earn an income as well. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk about yeah talk about our, how we do that. And yeah, and time management and yeah. our other various activities that integrate and feed into our art practice. Yes, perfect. Grand job. Well, that'll do. It's been lovely having a great chat with you. And if anybody is interested in getting in contact with us. Yeah, we're both on Instagram, so I'm at Una Macketeer and... I'm Z.Linus, and we have an email address. Yeah, the email address is boyparkart at uh, gmail.com. So if there's anything you're interested in us talking about and discussing, please do get in contact. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Any comments at all, that'd be great. Okay, well, that's it for this week. Yeah, see you, see next, you next week. week. Okay, bye. bye. Oh,
Oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh, oh,